0: Welcome to Writing Works Wonders, Advancing Beyond Barriers, where we celebrate skills building and community among authors as they're reaching through barriers in an interactive podcast series. Your co-hosts are Cheryl McNeil Fisher and Dr. Kathy King. And I'm Dr. Kathy King, an author, editor, coach, and workshop leader. I've been a professor of adult learning and instructional technology for 25 plus years. And in retirement, I'm enjoying consulting and writing.
1: I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher and I've been speaking internationally for over 25 years to audiences of all ages on living with and working through challenges. I'm the author of seven early chapter children's books and just finished a memoir with a 95 year young lady. What a fabulous experience writing with and for someone to finish this project. I look forward to doing it with others in the future. I have two series with new releases coming out soon and many works in progress. Thank you again for joining us on Writing Works Wonders. Hi everyone, welcome to Writing Works Wonders. I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher, and today I'm so excited to introduce to you Dr. Kathy King who is retired from Fordham University in adult education. She has written a multitude of books. She has a background in editing, coaching, web design, and so much more. We are going to have plenty of time to get to know her because she is not only facilitating with me today, but in future workshops. So today we will start character development. Welcome, Dr. Kathy King.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Cheryl. It's a pleasure to be here. This is a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed the ACD radio shows a lot. Today, what we had thought was this would be an opportunity to do some writing together, and we're going to do them in what Cheryl calls sprint, just brief little writing activity. And we thought one of the fun things to do and is so essential as authors is character development. And there's many different areas to work on when you think about writing, But one which requires a lot of work, constant work, focus and organization is character development. And you might be familiar with some tools and have your favorites. You can even think about that and we'll be sharing some of those at the end of the show. Um, but you might use name generators where you can kind of spin the digital wheel and it'll help you come up with names. And sometimes we have purposeful names we pick. Like one of my favorite is Trixie Dixon, Girl Detective. It's in a series that I like to listen to. But then there's the famous Sherlock Holmes and, and different ones that we become familiar with. So creating just the name is one. But then when you think about all the different aspects of a character you have to keep track of, there's a lot of different tools out there. And you probably have ways that you keep track of those different characteristics, things that they do and where they are in your story, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to hear how you do that, your ideas about it, and if you have any tools that you use. And we've collected just a couple to share with you. Today, we thought we'd have some fun fleshing out one of your characters. So you get to pick one that you want to work on. So let's prepare a little bit. These are going to be short writing sprints, just for a minute each, and we'll share in between some of them. So right now, what we want you to do is think about what you would like to write about or what you have in progress. And it might be any genre, like fantasy, biography, history, mystery. Even in academia, I used a lot of scenarios. I wrote little scenarios to try to bring theory alive, and I create characters for that. Next, you want to identify one of your characters. Write down his or her name. If you don't already have such a character, choose a name and very basic identity, like maybe it'd be Catherine the Engineer or Inspector Cody, the Bichon Detective. He's one of my fun characters. So before we get into our writing, would anybody like to share the name and identity of who they'll work on today?
2: We have Holly Turi with her hand up. Hi, Holly. My car- The name that popped into my mind, and I don't know whether she's from another literature, you can probably tell me. Marjorie Makepeace. That sounds neat. Marjorie Makepeace, Master Teacher. There you go.
0: That has a lot of meaning, that name. Very good. Who else? Is
2: it, is it really from another book, or did I just, it did just pop in my head? I don't I'm not familiar totally with it.
1: I mean, either.
2: I think that's wonderful. I didn't know they had such a thing as a name generator. I collect names. I will never run out of them. I had
0: my (laughs) system of collecting names, too, Marjorie. I'll talk about that later. Thanks, Holly.
3: Thank you for sharing. Abby has her hand up. Hi, Abby Taylor. Hi. Hi. Yes, it, it is Abby Taylor. Yes. And I am working on a young adult novel. It's called Why Grandma Doesn't Know Me. And it was inspired by a quote I read by Irma Bombeck that says, your grandmother pretends not to know who you are on Halloween. Well, having worked with nursing home residents with Alzheimer's for 15 years, I, of course, have come to the conclusion that your grandmother may actually not know who you are any day of the year. And from that was born Mm -hmm. the idea of this story about a grandmother who tells this secret that she has to her teenage granddaughter she has Alzheimer's she's living in a nursing home and out of the blue one Halloween night after not recognizing this teenage granddaughter she recognizes her and she tells her this secret and the stories about how the family deals with this secret I really haven't done too much with the grandmother character you know to, to give any backstory and I don't know if it's really necessary but maybe just for the heck of it I might just try flushing her out just to see what happens oh, that sounds fabulous
0: mm, what a great yes. opportunity yeah Okay, so that's a few of the samples of people that our class are going to be working on. And so let's move ahead so we get a chance to write. These prompts that we're going to use are a chance for you to get to know your character better. Because sometimes as we write, they kind of come to life on their own. You don't know who they really are until you start writing about them. As I mentioned, we're going to be working in four-minute sprints as we call them, for each of these prompts. Here's your first one. Likes dislikes and why very briefly describe one thing your character likes and the reason and then describe one thing they dislike and why okay you can take that in many directions many directions let's see what pops out of your brain with this one for your character okay okay your next prompt Pencils poised, fingers over the keyboard, a strength or an extraordinary ability. List and describe one strength or extraordinary ability of your character. Then briefly name the event that led to the development or discovery of it. That is, you're basically writing a brief backstory about this strength or extraordinary ability. So it could be something very simple as a strength or it could be a superpower. It's up to you based on the genre, what you're working with as a character, etc. So you have another four minutes to be able to write on this topic. It could be something you'll use. It could just be free writing exercise right now. Just let yourself flow with it. Okay. And we're going to start the timer. Okay. So my character all of a sudden developed a power I didn't expect. I don't know about yours. I did not know this about my character. Who would like to share something about who their character is and what's going on with them today?
2: Okay, Holly has her hand up. Which thing do you want to know? A superpower?
0: Either one. uh,
2: Your choice. Well, she was a late... My teacher's name, Marjorie Makepeace. She's married Mm. to Max Makepeace. And she's a teacher and she loves her husband but she hates the fact that when he cooks he makes stuff she doesn't like okay (laughs) marjorie was riding home on the train and it was taking for uh, the metro and it was taking forever so she started dreaming about her past and why she became a teacher and she was in hurricane katrina back in 1995 and she lived in new orleans and she couldn't evacuate because her grandma had a stroke so she went to a evacuation site and they had a lady that taught school and she was a 13 year old she didn't know nothing about nothing and didn't want to learn nothing about nothing she decided after being with this wonderful teacher they read Isaac Storm they did English math science all that stuff featured the book in it and she got so excited about learning that when she got you know quote went back to the real world quote she decided that she wanted to be a teacher and do as good a job as this woman did. Wow.
0: Great. Wow. Did that all come out today?
2: Yes. We have some talented
0: people
1: on the line.
2: (laughs) Our work here is done. I'm sorry. I, I write a column and I'm writing reviews of books so that came into it and one of the books I reviewed was about kids living through a hurricane so I just kind of took the stuff that I'm yeah uh, and that's how it happens right all
0: sorts of life Mm -hmm. experiences things we're reading they all blend together Mm -hmm. into our ideas and they turn around and that's why when we sit down to write we don't really know what's going to happen next (laughs) who else wants to share
3: okay Lynn has her hand up
0: I Lynn. My character is Emily Amelia. That's what I called her. And mm-hmm. her talent is that she loves to sing because her mother this is actually true of me. Uh, her mother told her that she sang before she talked, and when she sings, she she goes to a peaceful place and she really likes it and people like it. People have told her that they really like her singing and, and that she does really well in it. That's basically what I did about her special powers. Excellent. That's nice. great. Thank you. Abby,
3: Abby Taylor. The grandmother in my piece, I never gave her a name because the story isn't really told from her point of view. It's told from the point of view of her granddaughter, Natalie, and from her daughter, Marty, Natalie's mother, and then Natalie's father. The grandmother's powers that she's developed after Natalie's birth, you know, and she sees that Natalie does not look like anything like her or her mother or Daryl. She knows something's wrong, and so she's developed this understanding ability to understand, you know, what Natalie might be feeling. And so she's always telling Natalie that she didn't choose to be born. We don't choose to be born, you know, how we're going to be born and what, you know, and Natalie doesn't really know that her dad isn't her real dad until that Halloween night. And that is the secret that the grandmother tells her daughter, but uh daughter and of course, the reason I think uh when she ha get developed to Alzheimer's and doesn't recognize Natalie at first, I'm thinking it's because she resents her daughter Marty for, you know, having the affair out of wedlock, giving birth to Natalie out of wedlock, you know, nobody knows, but then she tells Natalie this secret. Uh I'm not sure how to explain this, but maybe you know, she's decided, you know, that Natalie needs to know. You know, she hasn't known, but she needs to know. And, of course, it's never really occurred to her, Natalie, why she doesn't look like her mother or father or anybody. The grandmother feels that she needs to tell her. And so that's basically what I came up with for the for description of the special powers. You wow. So, so yeah. is, <laughs> Thank you. You've got a lot know. in there. Yeah.
0: Yes. But this brings up an important point, is that we have to work to kind of flesh out and develop characters even though those characteristics and all don't maybe don't make it onto the final page of the book because they have to be consistent. They have to be able to interact with the other people that are the main characters and the reader does interact with and and see and hear more often. We can't just have paper or stick figures that they're interacting with. They have to be fleshed out. And so as an author, you do a lot of background work and character development that the reader never reads. And that's what makes your characters so real because they're interacting with people that have lives, there's emotions, histories, etc. And when you don't have that background with your secondary and tertiary characters, it shows they're, they're very flat, one-dimensional. So it, that's good that you're thinking about that grandmother and developing her more, even if it's in your own work and in your own mind. Anybody else want to share?
4: Anne! has her hand up. I've actually had a relationship with this character since 1998. Her name is Angelina Valentino. Full name Angelina Maria Valentino. She's a 12-year-old kid. And initially, she has a very competitive spirit. She tries to be good at everything. In fact, one night, uh, she had a dream that she won a singing contest and and a typing contest where she could write like 300 and some odd words per minute. She has a best friend, Rebecca, that she's known for years but in the end their relationship sort of falls apart because a new kid comes to the school her name is ella she's black and according to the other students she's ugly and they don't take time to get to know her but angelina being angelina takes time to ask her questions about her life and her parents and we you know br- Bella's really cool and she can't seem to convince. In fact, Rebecca commits suicide later on in the book and, and don't ever call her Ms. Valentino. Angelina hates being called Ms. Valentino. She thinks that's degrading. And she also hates the song Ave Maria because her mom is obsessed with, because her mother's name is Maria Valentino. In fact, she was told from an early age, that uh, she could be an opera singer because she has such the perfect name for an opera singer. But actually, as time goes on, she lets go of her competitive spirit because they do a benefit concert at the end of the school year as a benefit to Rebecca, where she sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow, the very song that she didn't want to sing in the beginning. And so she wins the uh, Braveheart Award, or they, they change it to the Kindred Spirit Award. But she does it without even trying.
0: That's a wonderful story for young people and adults. Yeah, great. Very, Very excellent. Thanks, Annie. So we're running out of time, and I want to be able to talk about resources. So I'm going to give you the other prompt for you to jot down and work on your own. And it's about physical characteristics. And maybe you've done this before, but in case you haven't, imagine you're meeting your character for the first time. Write a description of his or her physical characteristics and one mannerism you observe. That's a subtlety that good authors include a lot, is they develop the mannerisms of their characters. Okay? So imagine you're meeting your character for the first time, write a description of his or her physical characteristics and one mannerism you observe. As we've been talking about character development, you probably have ways that you keep track of your writing work hopefully you do otherwise you're going to get quite tangled up i think you figured that out but it's really important also to keep track of your characters why is that important because we've all read books that have inconsistencies and there's even a whole genre in in films and movies where people look for the goofs in the movies you know the character walks in in one scene And they have a dress on. And when the camera comes back again to the character in the same scene, they're in a different outfit because they forgot to put the same outfit on the next day. In writing, you can't have your character show up in the same chapter with different color hair if they haven't gone and had it dyed somewhere. Keeping track of your character, their background, all these different things, their history, their physical characteristics, their mannerisms, their behavior, their preferences are really important and you would kind of lose your mind if you just depended on your memory and it wouldn't work well. So there's all sorts of different ways to be able to do that. One of the simplest is uh, using a table. So there are very detailed charts to this. I went online and looked up a few that we'll put in the show notes. And there are detailed uh, character building charts that literally go on for six to 10 pages of everything you could imagine and you probably don't even know about your spouse or yourself, maybe. And then there are very brief ones as well. And that's where I would suggest to start is if you haven't used these before, you start with the brief one. Those are really, really helpful. And one of these is called Brief Free Novel Writing uh, Worksheets. They're in PDF format. You can download them. It's from novel-software.com. They cover all sorts of aspects of writing that are really helpful. I like them because they're one-pagers, and so you can spec out things and have them handy. One that was really fun was the character therapist, which was learning more about your character by putting them on the therapist's couch. That would be a lot of fun to, to see what would happen with some of your characters. You might not do it for all of them. If you just put in the words character name generator or name generator, you'll come up with all sorts of databases and tools that do that. I was a professor and I used to, at big universities, I used to keep the programs from graduation and I'd have them near my desk. And when I'd write these scenarios in my academic writing, I'd pull out a program and I'd pick a first name from this year and a last name from that year and put them together so I'd randomize putting names together and creating names. And I was also trying to be purposeful in creating diversity. So in my scenarios, a lot of times I was writing about helping teachers, helping professors, make sure that when people were reading my books, they'd see themselves. And so I'd have, in one scenario, it'd be an Asian person. Another scenario would be a Spanish name. another I'd use all different ethnic, gender identities, et cetera in those scenarios that people feel like they saw themselves. That was an important characteristic in the work I was doing. So I was weaving that in. Names can be really important for that as well. What other resources do you folks have? How do you organize your characters to track them? What tools have you found and how do you do it?
1: All the information that Dr. King is sharing. I did not tell you a little about her background that she's retired adult Mm -hmm. education from Fordham University. I'm so blessed that she came on the call a few times and she and I talked and now we're going to be doing some of these workshops together and I'm excited. So, okay, carry on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I've also written quite a few books and I love working with authors and I've done a lot of writing workshops over the years around the country and internationally. So what tools and resources have you folks been using? How do you
3: approach this? Kathy? this is Al Argo. My wide
0: button does not work or else I would raise my hand. But I write in Scrivener, and it's very helpful to uh, help me keep my characters separate. It's a program I've been using for 12 years. It's organized the way that writers think. So whether you're doing children's books like I do or whether you're doing full-length novels or whatever type of genre that we're writing in, I've found Scrivener. And now... Uh, there's a lot of other writing programs like that, but Scrivener is still very, very helpful for me. Very good. I've seen that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that.
3: Okay. We have a phone number, um, 571.
0: I basically just sit down and start
1: doing it. And I think about the characters a lot before I do it. Like, you know, could
0: this character go well with this or can this cause conflict here? Can it cause interest? That sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. When you're working with short stories and all that works very well, I found that when I was working on books that had many chapters, it was a couple hundred pages long, that I needed organization systems, whether it was a table or a database or a spreadsheet, whatever it was, I needed a way to keep all the pieces organized. A lot of people like today were talking about multiple characters, so it becomes quite an entanglement. That's something to think about as well as you go along in your writing journey. Abby has has
3: some resources. Okay. Um, well, you know, what I do mostly when writing fiction is I just I'm what they call a panther, P-A-N-T-S-E-R. There are plotters, P-L-O-T-T-E-R-S, who, you know, plot ahead of time. And there are panthers like me who just fly by the seat of their pants. But I ran across a rather intriguing method of plotting your novel. It's called The Snowflake Method. And there's a book about it on Audible. And I can't remember the exact title of it, but it's called... I think if you do a search for The Snowflake Method, you should be able to find it. And it's basically a story about how Goldilocks learns about character development from the three bears. It's, it's rather intriguing. It take that whole story... And turns it on its head, so to speak. So, I, And I may, the next time I get a novel idea, I may try it with the snowflake method to see how it would work. But otherwise, I'm just a pantser. That's all there is to it right now. Thank you. I am too. <laughs> thank, thank you. That, that absolutely
0: works for a lot of people to be able to do that with their work. I that's why Kathy, Ca- that. yeah. that's
1: why you and I, we blend together because you're a plotter, I'm a panther. <laughs>
0: yeah. Here's my adult learning background coming in. Part of that is how you're trained. I was originally trained as a science and math person. So I have this tendency, I want to organize everything. Everything has to be organized and put into a systemic. And somebody that's more liberal arts is, oh, let's just move it out there and create <laughs> and develop and flow. And I've got one son that's each of those. So you have very different systems here. But sometimes cancers can also get in a tangle. And these yeah. tools can help you sort things out and oh, sometimes yeah. us hyper organized people need to let go and be free. Yeah. We need each other. We Absolutely. Need each other. other ideas.
5: Mika has her hand up. Hi, <laughs> Hi Mika. Hi, Hi. So I feel so seen right now because I am I am a pantser wants to be a plotter but is highly allergic to it. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. And and I would love to have like I would love to have some ideas of how to like kind of organize my characters or come up with character profiles. But I am filled with like extreme anxiety when it comes to like I'll start writing it down because I try to self-edit everything. So Abby thank you for that snowflake method. I think I'll try to check that out. I normally I do use an app. It's called Story Spark. Sometimes and it just gets me it has like it'll have a character and kind of like a theme, sort of like a beginning prompt to a story. And sometimes I use that just to kind of get my mind, my wheels turning and to think about like well okay, maybe if I don't like the specific plot, how would I make this into a plot that I would enjoy? And how could I change this character into someone that I really would like to to write about? And so I just typically will play the what if game. So what if this person was in this situation, but they don't know how to really be a part of this situation. So what would they do? And that's kind of how I build my characters in my head. I just kind of go along, but I would like to be a little more, just a smidge more organized enough that it doesn't like make me cringe. <laughs> well, that's why you can blend.
1: We can, you know, we learn from each other because really it's some of that organization that goes on and, and we're all finding different ways to do that too. As blind people, there is a different learning curve to this and how to separate. How do we do this? What will be manageable? So that, that's part of the learning t- curve too, Kathy, that I think I know for myself has been a challenge going from sighted to not being sighted to figuring out what's going to work and what's
0: accessible. Oh, you know? that's a whole book for me to write. <laughs> God, that's the I'm, I'm up against right now. because yeah. I just became visually impaired two years ago and then severely visually impaired two months ago I am just this week beginning to write again it's because of trying to master the technology again I can't use my old systems that's extremely frustrating to me I've got a lot that I'm dealing with as far as writing so I'm really excited about being part of this community as well and so you're gonna things. help
1: you're gonna help all of us and we are going to help you we'll help each other
0: exactly yes. yes.
1: Thanks, Mika. Yay for Mika.
5: Thank you, Cheryl.
0: (laughs) Are there other resources that people are using that they would like to share? I have a site that I've been looking at. It's called One Stop for Writers, Massive Checklist and Tip Sheet Collection. So it's not just organizing, but it's just tips on writing, the writing craft, and has all sorts of different Strategies. It's called OneStopForWriters.com. Now, with a lot of these, of course, they're interested in you subscribing, etc. We all know that. So you can look at what's available for free. You can test it out. You can use it and move on, see what's helpful for you. You can try the free samples. We're not endorsing any of these sites for purchase. Of course, as consumers of internet resources, we are aware of that. So but I did want to mention that. The character therapist one sounded fun to me. What about you, Cheryl? Oh did yeah. That interesting? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Would, oh yeah. I would yeah. really wonder what would pop out. Well, and one. you know, in my
1: background, I think of that. Like that's where I go I go too is thinking about the inner personality of certain characters and yeah, put them right there on the chair and let's just pick you apart. And that's what I was able to do when we were just writing. <laughs>
0: great idea. Um, I've been working on what I'm transitioning from is writing academic work and helping faculty learn how to use technology in innovative ways to writing fiction. And I'm doing more and more in that area. Character I've been working on lately is Star, and she's a female astronaut. She's visually impaired. Hello, of course, right? (laughs) And I found out today she doesn't like broccoli, because she was forced to eat it and it was always overcooked when she ate it as a child. By the way, I love broccoli, so it's not me. And she loves science because she loves to create new experience to explore the unknown. And she's hoping that and she loves to dream about what might be discovered for her people to create a new cosmic home. But her special ability sometimes gets her in trouble. And isn't that the case? And Mm -hmm. I didn't even know she had this special ability. And I wrote these prompts. So she has this special ability of understanding what people think, feel, the background of what's going on with people, even though she can't see them very well. And it gets her in trouble because people assume she's gotten information in another way, like she's been snooping around or things like that. Had to learn to be very careful about what she says to other people so that she doesn't expose her special ability. But these were things that I didn't even know about my character. But by doing these prompts and this free writing, they kind of flowed out. And it was a fun thing to do in exploring that, whether and how they come into the actual story I'm writing, I'm not sure. But that can be part of the process, especially as our friend was describing as warm-up activities for us like she uses story spark warm-up activities The free writing helps us to get a flow going develop new connections and explore and just get our writing skills flowing before we maybe settle into the work of the day
1: and i think that's where people get stuck i know i had in different instances, but especially in the beginning, where do I start? What do I do? And so for me, thinking about some of it in my head has been good. I, I can write a story in my brain, but also when I want to do something else and I sometimes I'll sit in front of that computer and say, what do I do? Just putting a character's name down and say, let's develop this character. Or let's develop this scene. That begins the writing process. And it's amazing where we can go. Look at where people went today. This is fabulous. Wonderful.
0: We have a lot of different possibilities for future sessions. I've also developed websites and have used social media. I've been editor of a journal and I also edit book series so I can talk about publishing process, working with editors, all sorts of different things, how to collaborate with people. And if you have ideas that you would like covered in these podcasts, shoot a message to Cheryl. You can go to her website and click the contact us page or Go to mine. Mine is transformationed.com, transformationed.com, and click contact us. Send us a message about what you'd like included here so that we can support your writing process.
1: And with some of the publishing an idea I'll put out there, Kathy, is that we might be able to, when we do do that, I have someone who has worked it has worked at guideposts scholastic and now works at random and so we may be able to have some brainstorming going on between all of us and do like a round table to give ideas to everyone so that's an idea too but please let us know because again what you need help with or enhance not so much let's enhance our skills okay let's enhance us Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of writers some great writers here and I think Mm -hmm. all of you just need to be encouraged we all do I need to be encouraged and inspired. And that's what this is all about. Thank you so much for
0: having us into your homes
1: today. Yeah, this has been great. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Kathy. This This has just been so wonderful. I'm so grateful that Kathy has been here with us. And thank you, Chanel, for being our host today. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us today at Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to be with you. Now tap or click on that button that says subscribe so that you will not miss our show. There's also a link right there for you to click or tap on that'll take you directly to our show notes where you'll find everything that we just talked about. You can go to our website at www.writingworkswonders.com and our email is writingworkspodcast.gmail.com We hope that you feel encouraged and inspired. We want you to feel and know the wonder in writing. Until next time, keep on writing.